The Bible says the living, only the living can praise the Lord. As I am doing today. If you are alive and you are well, here today, lift up your voice and talk to the Almighty God and bless His holy name. Tell Him, Lord, I thank you that I am alive. Thank you that I am here. Glory, glory, glory be to your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for causing me to see the new year. Thank you that I didn't go with the old year. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. Father, I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your holy name. King of kings and Lord of lords, the ancient of days, I live too high. I worship you. I magnify your holy name. I praise you. I worship you. I adore you. I give you all glory. I give you all honor. I give you all adoration. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. I give you all glory, all honor, all adoration. Blessed, 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 blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Almighty God. Glory be to your holy name. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Almighty. Thank you, Ancient of Days. Glory be to your holy name. Glory be to your holy name. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Almighty. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. I'm sure you remember the story of a sister. Arm robbers stole her car. She lost her job. And then her house caught fire. And she said, I want to do Thanksgiving. And people said, what for? He said, in spite of everything the devil has done, I am still here. If you are still here, in spite of everything the devil has done, Please go ahead and bless the Almighty God. Father, I, 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 I want to thank you that I am still here. In spite of everything the enemy had tried, in spite of attacks from known sources, from unknown sources, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Ancient of Days. I bless 
your holy name. I'm here. In spite of everything that the devil has done, I am here. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. Oh, ancient of days, I bless your name. I give you all glory. I give you all honor. I give you all adoration. I bless your name. I bless your name. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you that I'm still here. And I'm on my feet. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Alleluia, Alleluia. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Alleluia. Hallelujah. You are the King of Kings, the Great I Am. Alleluia. Alleluia.
ancient of days. Rock of ages. The one without beginning, the one without an end. The author and the finisher. The unchangeable changer. The God of last year. The God of this year. The God of years to come. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. Glory be to your holy name. Father, glory be to your holy name. Thank you for last year. Thank you for victory. Thank you for peace in our nation. Thank you that Nigeria is not burning today. Thank you that we are not in a civil war today. Thank you for divine intervention. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for all the battles you fought for us as individuals, as families, as a church, as a nation. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Father, we are here again at the first Holy Ghost service of this year. Like never before, Father, visit us. Do something new. Do something mighty. Do something glorious. Father, you always reserve the best till the last. Let this year be better than last year. In all our homes, let this year be better than last year. In all your churches, let this year be better than last year. In all nations of the world, where they acknowledge you as Lord, let this year be better than last year. Thank you, Almighty God. And all those who are very far away listening to us by radio or television or internet, my Father and my God, whatever you do for us tonight, do for them also. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, let somebody shout hallelujah. Now, look for three or four people you have not seen this year and say, Happy New Year, no more losses. And then you may please be seated. Well, Happy New Year to all of you. 
this year will be a glorious year for you in Jesus' name. Now, if you are born in January, stand on your feet and shout a big hallelujah. Father, I'm committing all children of yours born in January into your hands. January is the month of beginnings. In all their lives, Father, let there be a new beginning. A new beginning of joy. A new beginning of success. A new beginning of promotion. A new beginning of health. A new beginning of wealth. A new beginning of anointing. A new beginning of mighty testimonies. Father, let it be well with them. And let them serve you anew. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Congratulations to those of you born in January. By the special grace of God, in February, we shall have another special legal service. And the theme is Arresting the Arresters. Uh, the Bible says, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent have taken it by force. This year is not a year when you want to be idle, when you want to allow the devil to march over you when you want to allow the enemy to do whatever they like with you. This is a year when you are going to tell the devil no more. This is a year when you are going to arrest the arresters. If I were you, I won't let anything hinder me from being here next month. It's going to be very hot. I told those who came to the watch night service, oh, by the way, before I go to that, my wife and I will want to say a big thank you to all of you who sent us gifts, cars, etc., during Christmas and New Year. God bless you all in Jesus' name. And uh, next year, you'll be able to do better. And then I need to remind you, um, instead of sending cards, what should you send? Uh, <laughs> I can't send cards to pay the house rent of the missionary in Japan. Over there, they don't spend cards. They spend cash. So, 
I'm sure by now you must have discovered that whatever gifts you sent to me is going to the mission field or going to the work of God for one reason or the other. So thank you for cards, but uh, next time send what? Ah, thank you. Now, that's good. Thank you all the same. I told those who came to the watch night service, and if I were you, there are three tapes you need to get urgently. The watch night service tape, the divine encounter tape of last Monday, the Holy Communion service tape of yesterday. You need the three of them. You know, I'm, I'm not advertising tapes for sale. You need those three messages urgently. So I told those who came to the watch night service, I said, the greatest problem about prayer is that we talk about prayer. Everybody says you should pray. It's a good thing to pray. Etc., uh, etc. Et but then we don't pray. We talk about it. And we don't pray. And you'll be amazed that some people, some so-called mighty men of God, don't pray. They tell us to pray, but they themselves don't pray. God have mercy on all of them. I hope they will wake up from now on. So I told those who came to the watch night service, I said, I'm begging you, if you are not ready to pray, don't come to any of our services this year. Because this year, <laughs> we are going to pray. Or shall I say, I'm going to pray. If you are going to pray, let me hear you shout hallelujah. And so we are going to just follow the example that we set during the Congress. The era of sitting down until I have finished the sermon. And uh, if by the grace of God you are still awake, you pray one little prayer or two and you go, that era is over. That one went with last year. So from time to time I'm going to ask you to stand on your feet and pray. The only people I'm going to excuse are those who are older than I. If you are older than 73, when I ask you to stand, you can sit down. But if you are younger than I, and I'm standing, you have no excuse for sitting down. Do I hear amen to that? Very good. Isaiah chapter 48. Verse 17. Isaiah 48. 
verse 17. And please don't ever come to the Holy Ghost service again without your Bible. You need the Word of God. You must come with your Bible. If you are here with your Bible, wave it. Let me see. Ah, okay. That's not bad. Wave it so that you make the devil mad. Wave your Bible. That's the sword of the Spirit. Glory be to God. All right. Isaiah 48, verse 17. And while you are opening your Bibles to Isaiah 48, I want to thank God for my son who spoke before me. Uh, as usual, he did an excellent job. I give glory to God for all these wonderful boys. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. To profit, not to lose. The word loss is a horrible word. If you engage in the competition, say football match, and you are defeated, what is the word they use? They say you have lost. If you fight a war and the enemy overcame you, they say you lost. If you travel and you can't locate your way back home, they say you are lost. If somebody precious to you should die, they say you have suffered a loss. In the name that's above every other name, the word loss will get out of your dictionary today. God says, I teach you to profit. To profit. Not to lose. And the first point I want to make tonight is that your lips can determine your future, your lips. Numbers 14, verse 28. Numbers 14, verse 28. God said, Whatever I hear from you will determine what I will do to you. You know the story. Moses sent some spies to go and spy the promised land. Twelve of them. They returned. Ten of them said, 
Even though the land is good, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. He said, but we can't go in. It can't be ours. The two of them, Joshua and Caleb, say, ah, they are meat for us. We can make it. And the Almighty God spoke to Moses and said, those who said they cannot make it, will not make it. Those who said we can make it, shall make it. Tell somebody, my tomorrow will be all right. Mark 11, verse 23. Mark 11, 23 says, If you say to the mountain, mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. He said, if you don't doubt, just say it to the mountain. He said, the mountain will obey. In other words, he said, when you are praying and you believe, then you will have whatsoever you say. Whatsoever you say. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. Proverbs 13, verse 2. He said, A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. By the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. Proverbs 18, verse 20. says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. That's interesting. He didn't say the fruit of his hand. He said the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whether you live or die is to be determined by your tongue. In 2 Kings chapter 7, from verse 1 to the end, 2 Kings 7, verse 1 to the end, a man of God said, in less than 24 hours, there will be abundance. A counselor of the king, a learned man, a great academician, said, even if God were to open windows in heaven, can this thing be? The man of God said, fine. You will see it, but you won't eat of it. And the Bible tells us that when the abundance came and people were rushing to take their share, they trampled the man to death. He saw it. But he never heard of it because he said this thing can't be. In Second Kings chapter four, verse eighteen to thirty-seven. Second Kings four, verse eighteen to thirty-seven. The Shunammite woman, I'm sure you know her very well, who chose to entertain. A man of God, 
built a house for him. A man of God prophesied into her life, and she had a son. And suddenly the son died. <laughs> and the woman said, Death, you are joking. Took the child, laid it on the bed of the man of God, told the husband, I'm going to see the man of God. The husband said, it's not the end of the month to say you are going to pay your tithe. It's not a, they're not having a convention. Where are you going there? She said, all will be well. The man of God saw her coming. Woman, how, is, how are you? She said, all will be well. How is your husband? She said, all will be well. How is your son? She said, all is well. <laughs> she brought her child back from the jaws of death by what she said. You will remember the testimony of my daughter, Pastor Tosin Macaulay. She had a horrible accident in Zambia, head-on collision, car total write-off, her head broken in several places, several other bones broken, several injuries. They took her to the hospital, and they phoned me. Daddy, we are sorry to tell you your daughter had an accident and there's no way she could survive it. You remember the testimony? What was my reply? I said, I'm alive. Ah, Daddy, um, we came out of the hospital to phone you. We're not even sure she's still breathing. I said, and lie. When they phone later, she's in a coma. The doctors have said that even if she comes out of it, she will be a jelly for the rest of her life. I say, stand on your feet. Lift your voice to the Almighty God. I say, Father, hear me loud and clear. I hereby decree my tomorrow shall be all right. Come on, open your mouth and cry to the Almighty God. Hear me loud and clear. My tomorrow shall be all right. I decree, O oh Lord God Almighty. Whether the devil likes it or not, my tomorrow will be all right. My tomorrow will be all right. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to fall. My tomorrow will be all right, Lord. I declare it loud and clear. Hear me, O oh Lord. Hear me. 
I'm saying it now. I want the heavens to hear. I want hell to hear. I want my friends to hear. I want my enemies to hear. My tomorrow will be all right. 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 Oh, yes, my tomorrow will be all right. Whether the enemy likes it or not, my tomorrow will be all right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Almighty God. I declare it loud and clear. My tomorrow will be all right. My tomorrow will be all right. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father... I hereby declare this will be the best year so far in my life. Go ahead. Tell the Almighty God. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Tell him. I hereby declare this is going to be the best year thus far in my life. I don't care what the newspaper may say. I'm not interested in what the economist may say. I don't care what any prophet may prophesy. I declare this year is going to be my best year thus far. This is going to be my best year thus far. I declare loud and clear let the heavens hear me. Let the devil hear. Let all the hosts of hell hear. This is going to be my best year thus far. I'm going to succeed this year like never before. I'm going to greater heights. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is going to be my best year thus far. My best year thus far. This is going to be my best year thus far. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. You started very well. I like the way you prayed. Your mouth can determine your future. I've told you those days when things were very hard for me and my wife. And Pama was our favorite meat. 
and the two of us used to struggle. You know, one woman can be thicker than another. When we see a thick one, we say, this one is too thick. Don't eat it alone. Let's cut it into two. And I will look at her then and I will say, my dear, we're not going to die like this. Our tomorrow is going to be all right. Say it one more time. My tomorrow will be all right. <laughs> Number two. There is power in agreement. Power in agreement. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 to 12. The Bible says, Two are better than one. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. Matthew 18, verse 19. Matthew 18, verse 19. Jesus Christ said, If two of you shall agree as touching anything you ask on earth, it shall be done for you by our Father in heaven. Anything. As a mathematician, I was trained to look for certain words when I'm about to solve a problem. Words like all, nothing, anything. They determine the solution to the problem. Here, the Almighty Jesus said, if two of you shall agree as touching anything you ask on earth, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. And he gave the reason why. In Matthew chapter 18 verse 20, Matthew 18 verse 20, he said, because where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. That's why I pity those who sit down at home. So lazy they can't come to the Holy Ghost service. They want to sit down at home. Some of them want to watch it on television so that while we are praying, they are sipping tea. God have mercy. Oh, you say, why do you put it in on television then? Why do you put it on internet? It's for those who are far away. They are watching us now in Australia. They are watching us in Papua New Guinea. They are watching us in Haiti. Those people, there's no way they could come. So we need to go to them. But... <laughs> For you to live in Lagos, live in Ogun, live in Oyo, live in Ondo, and say you can't come, I just pity you. You know, a tragedy occurred towards the end of last year that caused my heart to bleed as a father. 
the congress was on the fire of god was coming down like nobody's business demons were running out and do you know that a family sat down in their home in the camp watching the program on television fire was the fire of god was burning here and when death came knocking at the door they were at home i beg you as a father that kind of comfort that won't allow you to be in the presence of the almighty God that won't allow you to be where fire of God is burning that kind of comfort should get away from you where two or three are gathered together and look at us we're not two we're not three we're not 200, we're not 2 million, 2,000. At the very least, we're hundreds of thousands. So I'm not asking you to come because there's no crowd. No, 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 it's for your own good. We're two or three are gathered together in my name. He said, I will be there. Because there's something called corporate anointing. Anointing. When there's plenty of wood in the fire, the fire gets hotter. When people gather together and they're in agreement, oh, when I go all over the world and they ask me to speak to ministers in various nations, and I want to challenge them to be united, I always tell them that in mathematics we have certain numbers that have similar properties. Uh, don't be afraid, I'm not here to teach you mathematics. And we put them together in what we call sets. For example, every number that can be divided by two, what do you call it? At least you know enough of mathematics. <laughs> when a number is divisible by two, you call it an even number. So we have what we call the set of even numbers. I said in the spiritual realm, there is what we call the set of the Almighty. And there are only three people in that set. God himself. Psalm 91 verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now what is the meaning of Almighty? The one who can do anything. The second person in that set is a man of faith. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Mark 9 23 says, If you believe, all things are possible to him 
that believes. If you are a man of faith, you can do anything. The third group of people in that set are people who are united. Genesis 11 verse 6. Genesis 11 verse 6 says, God looked down from heaven when human beings were trying to build the Tower of Babel. God looked down from heaven and said, Hey, these people are of one language. They are of one mind. There is nothing they want to do that they won't be able to do. God said, when people are united, even God himself can't stop them. When we come to the Holy Ghost service, and we pray in agreement. No devil, no demon, no witch, no wizard can hinder such a prayer when we are united. Prayer of agreement. In Second Kings chapter seven, verse one to eleven. Second Kings seven, verse one to eleven. Four lepers. Were in agreement. Four lepers. They were in agreement. Let us go to the camp of the Syrian. And because they were agreed, they lifted the siege on their nation. Mark chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. Mark 2, verse 1 to 11. Four people in agreement brought a man who was paralyzed from neck downwards to Jesus Christ. And the man got his healing. They were united. Otherwise, when they got to the place and there was no room at the door, one of them could have said, I'm no longer interested. But no, no, no. The four of them were determined. We will get this fellow to Jesus. They did. The man got his healing. Prayer of agreement. We're going to pray a prayer of agreement in a moment. I just want to remind you the power that is in agreement. I'm going to tell you stories we've had before, so I'm not making them up on the spot. A daughter of mine came to me and said, Daddy, I'm pregnant. I said, Congratulations, because she was married. He said, that's not why I'm here. Okay, why are you here? The pregnancy is three months. I said, yes. And I want the baby to be a girl. Ah. <laughs> My dear, the little science I know, something I read in one of the, of the bulletins of uh, medical journal, says everything a child is going to be is determined within 72 hours of conception. 72 hours. Whether it's going to be tall, short, dark colored, light colored, brown eye, blue eye, 72 hours. Everything is complete. And now you've been pregnant three months. 
You want me to change the sex of the child? She said, Are you not the one who told us that if two of us shall agree? I said, ah. <laughs> Hey. He said, Daddy, I'm not asking you to be the one to do it. All I'm asking for is agree with me. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I agree with this girl that the baby will be a girl. Of course, we know the rest of the story. The baby came and it was a girl. And I'm sure you say, oh, maybe it was a girl all along. But then somebody had a testimony. A medical doctor, pregnant for eight months came and said, I had the testimony of that lady. I'm married in a house. I already got four girls. And the relatives of my husband said, if I don't get a boy, the next time they are going to kick me out of the house. I want you to agree with me that it will be a boy. We've already checked. And it's a girl. Ah. I said, you, you are a medical doctor. That of three months. Let us, let us believe it's a miracle, but it's most likely an accident. She said, no. I don't want to hear that. Agree with me. The baby in my womb, even though it's been there for eight months, and we've checked and it's a girl, I want you to come out as a boy. Okay, ma. I agree. A month later, the baby came, and he's a boy. Stand on your feet. Join hands with your neighbor. And lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father, we agree tonight that every prayer we shall pray this year shall be answered by fire. Come on, talk to the Almighty God. We agree tonight. Every prayer we shall pray this year shall be answered by fire. We are in agreement, all of us. We are in total agreement that every prayer we shall pray this year shall be answered by fire. Every prayer, every prayer that we shall pray this year shall be answered by fire. Oh, yes, Lord. We are in total agreement, myself and all your children here, that every prayer we shall pray this year will be answered by fire. Immediate answers, Lord. That's our agreement. That's our agreement. 
We are in agreement tonight, all of us. We are in agreement. Every one of us here, we agree, Lord. Every prayer we shall pray this year will be answered by fire. Instant answer to prayers. That's our agreement. That's our agreement. That's our agreement, Lord. That's our agreement. This year, no delay to the answer to our prayers. All our prayers this year shall be answered by fire. We agree. We are in total agreement, Lord. Every one of us. Our prayer will be answered by fire. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let us take you to a step further and say, Father, we agree that before the end of this month, we will all be singing new songs. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Keep your hands joined together. Father, we are in agreement. Before the end of this month, we will all be singing a new song. A new song of joy. A new song of victory. A new song of triumph. Of success. Of power. Of great anointing. Almighty God. We're in agreement. Long before the end of this month, O oh Lord, we want to be singing a new song. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Let your amen be in agreement. Uh -huh. Amen. Please be seated. That brings me to point number three. Thank you, Father. Oh. Daddy says, 
of the children who will be born this year, at least 1,000 of them will be significant. That's wonderful. I wish my wife is still young. (laughs) Glory be to God. Point number three. God is a businessman. He's the ultimate businessman. He's always talking about increase. He's always talking about multiplication. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Genesis 1.28. The Bible said, and so God created man in his own image. And then he blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. After the flood, in Genesis chapter 9, verse 1, Genesis 9, verse 1, when God was blessing Noah, again he said, Be fruitful and multiply. In Genesis 17, verses 1 and 2, Genesis 17, verses 1 and 2, when he was introducing himself to Abraham as Jehovah El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, again he spoke about being fruitful and multiplying. In Genesis 22, Verse 15 to 18, Genesis 22, verse 15 to 18, when he was blessing Abraham and Isaac, after Abraham obeyed him and was willing to sacrifice his son before God stopped him, he said, I swear, Abraham, I swear, in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying, I will multiply your seed. It's always talking about multiplication. God is never satisfied with you the way you are. Never. It doesn't matter how great you are, you can be much, much greater. You cut your own destiny short if you sit down and say, I can't be better. No, no, no. God, God wants to keep on multiplying you. He wants you to be much bigger than you are at the moment. I still remember when we built the first auditorium near the expressway. 100 meters by 50 meters. Oh, that was the biggest auditorium in Africa at that time. My children came to me and said, Sir, we've got the biggest. 
let's build a wall around it. I said, ah. <laughs> Where God is taking us, we won't build walls. When will this place be full? I said, don't worry yourself. Two years later, we had to extend. Three years later, another extension. Four years later, another extension. Until we couldn't extend any longer, and we moved to the second auditorium. By the time we moved to the second auditorium, hey, now this is where we are going. We have arrived. I said, ah, we haven't started. Then we moved to this auditorium. Ah, this is it. I said, we haven't started. And very soon now we'll be moving to the new auditorium. And we haven't started. How will you know when we have started? I mean, the elders who are there then, they remember what I'm saying. I told you I saw an auditorium the size of a badger. I told them. They didn't believe me then. I'm sure many of them still do not believe me now. I told them I saw an auditorium where it is bosses that will be bringing people to the altar. I told them. How many of you believe that you have, you have not started at all? You better say it with your mouth. I have not yet started. Now, when, when, you, when you read the story of the talents in Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30, he gave one fellow five, he gave another two, he gave one fellow one. When he came back, he asked them to come and give the records. The one with five said, it has increased to ten. That's multiplied by two. He said, well done. The one with two said, my own now is four. Oh, that's all right. That's another multiplied by two. Hello, the one who got one. We said, oh, I hid it. You did what? He said, I hid it. Ah. He said, at least you could have put it in the bank so that when I return, I will get an interest. Why did you hide it? God is a businessman. Let that one sink in today. And I'm telling you, you cannot have a better partner. You can't have a better business partner than God. Look at Matthew 13, verse 3 to 9. Matthew 13, verse 3 to 9. He said, if you partner with him, the minimum interest you can get is 30%. 30%, 60%, 100%. That's what he 
Don't waste time when you want to take an offering. You don't need to beg people if they love themselves. They will know no better business partner than God. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 to 16, 1 Kings 17, verse 8 to 16, the widow of Zarephath had only one meal left. God said, partner with me. Give me that one. And let me show you what I can do. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 to 16. She gave one meal and she ate with her family for more than two and a half years from the supplies of God. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7, a passage you know very well, Luke 5, verse 1 to 7, Peter partnered with God, became a partner of Jesus Christ. The man who had walked all night and caught nothing through a single net and caught so much fish, two boats began to overflow. God of multiplication. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6, the Bible says God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You walk with him, he will reward you diligently. As you diligently seek him, he will reward you diligently. But there's one thing about this great God, this great businessman. If he makes an investment and the investment is not producing profit, <laughs> it cancels the investment. God is a businessman. Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. He planted a tree in the vineyard. First year he came, no fruit. Ah, okay. Maybe it's too early. Second year, no fruit. <laughs> Third year, no fruit. I told the gardener, Cut it down. What kind of investment is this? First year, no dividend. Second year, no dividend. Third year, no dividend. I say, I want to withdraw my investment. I tell you two stories. Both of them, some of you have heard before. I had just become general overseer, and I was visiting our parishes. <laughs> we were very many there. I came to this particular parish, finished ministering, and I came and I stood outside. And there was this young man who was coming towards me. He was 
prostrating and getting up, prostrating and getting up until he got to where I was. And then he dropped something in my pocket, the pocket of my jacket, and began to run. And because of the way he was behaving when he was coming, I quickly want to check what he had dropped in my pocket. <laughs> and it was a 50 cobble note. It was those days when 50 cobble was a lot of money. Those days will come back in Jesus' name. Don't you agree with me? I know some of you may think it is impossible. Just don't say it. I said those days will come back again. So I called him back. What's the problem? He said, I, I heard that my father and the Lord is coming. And I want to give you a gift. But that's all I have. How do you give 50 cobble to the general overseer? I said, ah, my son, I promise you I will spend this money myself so that I can bless you from the bottom of my heart. I said, my God will bless you. And he went away rejoicing. I think that a year or two later, I was back in the same church. And I saw the boy smiling, coming towards me, this time now, radiant. Daddy, I have a testimony. Last time you were here, I gave you 50 cobble, because that's all I had. But since then, God had done marvelous things in my life. Now, I have a whole school to myself. I said, well, you have what? He said, that when you were here, I had no job. So what I was doing was, I was coaching children after school. But then after you said, God bless you, every child in my coaching class came first in class. And parents began to hear about it and they began to bring more children. So many children that I had to be employing teachers. I want to say to somebody on credit, God bless you. <laughs> That's one story. Because we are going to pray in a moment. The second one was a sad one. We've had it before. A friend of mine came carrying his wife wife was in a coma. The doctors have said there's no hope for her. She's going to die. So she brought her. When I saw her, I said, oh Lord. This family, they are a family friend. You must heal this girl. You must heal this woman. And the Almighty God spoke to me and said, son, don't waste your energy. She's going to die. Ah, no. <laughs> hey, Father, you're a merciful God. Your mercy endureth forever. 
uh, you don't want the death of sinners. You want them to repent. And I began to quote the Bible to the one who wrote it. And I lay my hands on her head. And I felt the anointing flowing like warm oil down my hands to the palm of my hand. As soon as it touched her head, it flowed back. I ran to the altar. It was the first auditorium then. Fell on my face. Please, God, have mercy. God said, she's not profitable. She's of no use. I please. I ran back. I lay hands on her the second time. Not the same process. The oil flowed, hit her head, reversed. I ran back to the altar the third time. By the time I came back the third time, she was dead. Stand on your feet. Lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father, I promise to be profitable. Please don't cut me off. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. I promise to be profitable. Don't cut me off. Don't cut me off, Lord. I promise you, Lord, I will be profitable. I will be profitable. Please don't cut me off. Oh, Lord, please. I promise I'll be profitable. I'll be profitable in every way. Don't cut me off, Lord. Don't cut me off. I promise you, Lord, I will be profitable. I will be profitable. Don't cut me off, Lord. Please don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. Don't cut me off, Lord. I will be profitable. From now on, I will be profitable. I will win souls for you. On a daily basis, I will be profitable. I will cease to be without profit. I will be profitable. Lord God Almighty, I'll be profitable. I'll be profitable. I, 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 I promise you, my Father and my God, I will be profitable. Don't cut me off. Don't cut me off. Please, Lord, don't cut me off. I will be profitable. I will be profitable. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now lift your hands to him and say, Father, let your work prosper by my hands. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Please, Lord, let your work prosper by my hands. Let your work prosper by my hand. Let your work prosper by my hand. 
I beg you, Lord, there are my hands. I surrender them to you. Let your work prosper by my hands. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Please be seated. That brings me to point number four. Divine involvement puts an end to losses. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Please be seated. That brings me to point number four. Divine involvement puts an end to losses. Divine involvement puts an end to losses. In John chapter 5, thank you, Father. The Lord said there is a woman here that the pain in your womb is like fire. He asked me to tell you the fire is gone out. Thank you, Father. Ah, this is good. Daddy said there's someone here tonight. He said, Those who are trying to hinder your progress, we watch helplessly as you draw nearer and nearer your goal. They will just be watching, and they won't be able to stop you. They, they will just be watching helplessly as you draw nearer and nearer your goal. Congratulations. In John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9, John 5, verse 2 to 9, is the story of the man by the pool of Bethesda. This man has lost 38 years of his life. 38 years of his life. Until Jesus Christ came in. And the loss ended. 38 years. I still remember several years ago when I went to visit one of our prisons. And they introduced a man to me who had been in prison 
sentenced to death, and he had been in prison for 30 years. 30 years. When he told the story, my heart bled. He said, sir, they execute those they are going to execute early in the morning. Usually between 3 and 4 a.m., if I remember correctly. He said, so all these years, I have not slept at night until after 4 a.m. If I don't hear footsteps coming towards my cell by 4, I know they are not going to kill me that day. For 30 years. I came out of the place. I cried to all the people that I can cry to. And by the special grace of God, they released him. All the years that you have wasted shall be fully restored to you in Jesus' name. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, is the story of Bartimaeus. He had lost 40 years of his life in total darkness. 40 years as a beggar until Jesus came in. All of a sudden, light came. In Luke chapter 5, verse 11 to 15, sorry, Luke 7 rather, Luke chapter 7, verse 11 to 15, Bible tells us about the story of the widow of Nain, who had an only son, and that son died. In her family, it had been one death after another. The husband died. Now the son is dead. Loss of husband, now loss of son. Until Jesus came in. And the tide turned. One young man came to us several years ago. He said, Daddy, I'm approaching 40 years of age. I said, congratulations. He said, that's not why I'm here. He said, I'm the oldest man in my family. Nobody in my family ever went beyond 40 years. They just kept on dying whenever they were approaching 40. I said, in the name of the one who made heaven and earth, your own will be different. That's more than 20 years ago. He's still alive and well. In the family of somebody here tonight, no more death. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 7, 
Second Kings chapter six, verse one to seven. It tells us the story of the sons of the prophets who came to Elisha and said, "Sir, where we are is too tight for us. Give us permission to go to Jordan, get some wood, and build a bigger tent." He said, "Fine, go." And they said to him, please come along with us. He said, okay, I will come. The Bible said as they were cutting down tree, the axe head fell into the river. And one of the sons of the prophet said, ah, last master, we borrowed it. And they borrowed the axe. And now it's in the bottom of River Jordan. And they couldn't swim. But then the man of God said, show me where it fell. And they showed him. And he cut a piece of wood, threw it into the river. And because of the anointing in the hand of the man of God, the wood that's supposed to float sank into the bottom of the river and began to look for the iron head. When he found the iron head, he transferred the anointing to the iron head and the iron head jumped up and began to swim on the face of the river. When God intervenes in your situation, he can reverse the irreversible. That will be your testimony before the end of the month. <laughs> Some of you will remember the testimony of one of our sisters. Can't remember whether she gave it to her in the other auditorium. She was sacked illegally in her place of work. So she took them to court. And because they were a very big company, they began to maneuver through their lawyer. And they kept on postponing the case, adjourning the case, adjourning For 17 years, the poor woman sat down at home while the lawyers were playing their games. And one day she came to the Holy Ghost service like this, and God spoke. God mentioned her case. May God speak to your case tonight in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. He's speaking to the case of someone. God said, your business shall come out of the coma. God spoke to our case and said, there's someone here, you, are, you have a court case, next week the case will be decided in your favor. And she jumped. The following week, they got to court. The lawyers began their maneuver again, and the judge said, Thank God that there is a judge that is the judge of the universe. The chief judge of heaven spoke on Friday night. The following week, the judge said, No more adjournments. I'm giving my ruling now. 
you sack this woman illegally, I hereby rule that you pay her for the 17 years that she has been at home together with interest. Stand on your feet. Join your hands together. Lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father, step into my case. Reverse the irreversible. Go ahead. We all agree. Father, step into our faces. Reverse the irreversible. Reverse the irreversible. Reverse the irreversible. Reverse the irreversible, Daddy. Reverse the irreversible. Step into my face. Reverse the irreversible. Tonight, reverse the irreversible, Lord. Reverse the irreversible. Tonight, my Father, my God, reverse the irreversible. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And please join hands together still and pray this one with all your heart. And say, Father, we agree. No more losses. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. losses Father no more losses no more losses we agree we are in total agreement we are in one accord Father no more losses no more losses we are all in one accord no more losses No more losses. We are saying loud and clear, Lord, hear us. No more losses. No more losses. No more losses, Lord. No more losses. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Maybe before I continue, you should tell your neighbor, no more losses. Say it as if you believe it. That brings us to point number five. Oh, thank you, Father. And Lord said, there's someone here. He said, your vision that was becoming blood shall begin to clear steadily for me. Ah, thank you, Daddy. The Lord said, the fellow, this fellow will understand. He asked me to tell you, the itching is gone forever. Thank you, my daddy. Daddy said, there's someone here tonight. He said, last year you were facing three mountains. He said, one is gone, and the other two will follow quickly. <laughs> Point number five. Because God is the ultimate businessman, and when he gets involved, losses ends. The Bible that he gave us is a book of prophets. In the text that I read, Isaiah 48, verse 17, Isaiah 48, verse 17, he said, I'm the Lord thy God, we teach thee to profit. The Bible is a book of prophets. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scriptures were given by God and is profitable. The Bible is a book of prophets. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 9. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 9 says, The prophet of the earth is for all. <laughs> the prophet of the earth is for all. So the question then is, why are some people suffering losses? How come some people are prospering from the profit of the earth and some people are suffering losses? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10 from the book of prophets. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 10 says, Wisdom is profitable to direct. Wisdom. Is profitable to direct. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 11. 
He said, Wisdom is good with an inheritance. By it, profit, by it there is profit to them that are under the sun. In other words, the difference between those who are profiting and those who are losing is wisdom. And what is wisdom? Apart from being the fear of God, Psalm 111 verse 10, Psalm 111 verse 10 says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. Correct application of knowledge. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Father asked me to tell you a story. The story is particularly for one fellow. It's a story you've heard again and again. Years ago, I was visiting our church in Elori. And as I was about to leave, they came to call me from the maternity center. That there was a woman in labor, and she had told them that on the day of delivery, she would die. So I said to her, is it true you want to die on your day of delivery? She didn't answer. Okay. If you want to die, go to the hospital. Don't come and die in the church. She said she's not going anywhere. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I prayed. And I left. Three days later, people came from Elori. Daddy, the woman you prayed for, after you left, she gave birth to a baby. But we checked and we found that there's still another baby inside her. And we have been praying for the second baby to come. Since then, the second baby had refused to come. We told her to go to the hospital, she refused. That's why we are here. <laughs> and fear gripped my heart. Don't mind confessing to you. As I put up a bold face, after all, I'm supposed to be general of us here. Is that why you are here? Who told you that the God in Lagos is different from the God in Ilori? Go back now before you get to the second baby will have come. Give them a bottle of Coke each and send them back. After they left, I ran upstairs to my bedroom, fell on my face. Almighty God, this is the day of trouble. You say, if I call on you in the day of trouble, you will answer me. <laughs> and God said, so you didn't even believe what you said. I said, I believe, but uh, <laughs> I sent them away so that I can come back and talk to you. God said, if you believe, go and eat. And it was a Saturday, and I was fasting in preparation for the Sunday service. 
I said, Lord, you know, it's Saturday, I'm fasting. He said, go and eat. Well, I ate. Like I've always told you, whether the food went through my mouth or through my nose, I can't remember because I was frightened sick. But by the evening, the phone came from Kwara State to say that by the time they got home, not only had the second baby come, the third had come also. And the three of them are doing well. They are wonderful children. I think by now they must be about 30-something years of age. The reason God asked me to tell the story is for one person here. The Lord asked me to tell you, your covenant to die at childbirth is destroyed tonight. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the fear of God, but it's also the correct application of knowledge. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. He said, you must meditate on the word of God and give yourself only to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Meditate on the word of God. Give yourself completely to the word of God. That is, believe it completely. Practice what the word of God says. Then your profiting will appear to all. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, God said to Joshua, this book of the Lord shall not depart from their mouth, but you must meditate in it day and night. He said, then you prosper, you make your way successful, and then you will see good. James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25, James 1, verse 22 to 25, tells us that the people who will profit and not those who just hear, but who are doers of the word. If hearing the word of God alone can make one successful, everybody by now should be more than successful. But we hear it, do we practice it? Failure to practice the word of God is what is causing losses. Like I told those who came to the Holy Communion service yesterday, and I tell you, get that tape. If God will only open your eyes to see the losses you suffer because you won't do His will, your life will change. Some of you know this story I'm about to tell you. Some of you even know the brother concerned. Daddy, pray for me that I will have a breakthrough. Pray. And I kept praying. 
One day he came. Ah, Daddy, God has answered your prayer. This one is big. I said, Good. He said, A man in Lagos called him and said, I have this flat, this block of flats, 13 flats, and I want to sell it. And I'm giving it to you to sell. Bring me so much. It doesn't matter how much you sell it for. Just bring me so much. He came to me rejoicing. said, hey, 13 flats. And I've already found buyers. I said, wonderful. I said, that means you will give one flat to God. He said, why? Uh, I said, the tight of 13 is actually 1.3. But since there's no 0.3 of a flat, <laughs> that's why. He said, that's a problem with two pastors. I've just got a miracle. And the first thing you think about is tight. He just got angry and left my office. I said, please forgive me. I'm sorry, sir. I'm very sorry. The following day, he went to the, to the man. Yes, sir. I'm ready to pay the money you asked me to bring for the house. That one said, which house? Ah, your house at number so, 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 so. The one you said I should sell at any price, I should bring you so much. He said, me? I told you to sell my house and bring me so much. He said, the one who did the charm for you has failed. <laughs> me? To, if you don't get out of here, I will get you arrested. So he ran back to me. Daddy, Daddy, please, please leave me out of it. Oh. Go and meet God, not me. Stand on your feet, my brother. Stand on your feet, my sister. Lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father, the hearing ear and the doing heart, give to me, O oh Lord. Uh -huh. I don't want to be just a hearer. I want to be a doer. The hearing ear and the doing heart. Give to me, O oh Lord. Give to me, O oh Lord. Do, give to me, O oh Lord. I don't want to be just a hearer. I want to be a doer. Not just a hearer, but a doer of your word. A doer of your word. Not just a hearer. I want to hear and I want to do that my profit may be evident to all. No more losses. I want to begin to profit from now on. Give me a hearing ear and a doing heart. A doing heart. 
Not just hearer, but a doer. Thank you, my Father. Glory be to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I visited. I want to round up. So what am I to do so that I will never suffer a loss? What am I to do? First Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. says, Godliness is profitable unto all things. Godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Godliness. That's number one. Stay away from sin. Live godly. <laughs> One brother came and said, Sir, every time I'm on the verge of a breakthrough, it slips out of my hand. I said, Let us pray. As I close my eyes to pray, God said, Ask him, What does he do whenever there is a breakthrough coming? I said, Tell me, let's stop the prayer because I don't pray prayer that God will not answer. God asked me to ask you, what do you do anytime a breakthrough is knocking at the door? And he bowed his head. He said, before any miracle is complete, I commit adultery. Ah. Godliness is profitable unto all things. When we ask you to be holy is for your own good, so you stop suffering losses. First Samuel 15 verse 22, First Samuel 15 verse 22 says, To obey is better than sacrifice. Obey God. In all things, obey God. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 2. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 2. He said, If you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all that He commands you, He said, Blessings will pursue you and overtake you. Blessings, not losses. Obey him. <laughs> Stop robbing him. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 11. Malachi 3, 8 to 11. Many of you don't like it. It's too bad. 
I've said it. If you don't like Malachi chapter 3, tear it off from your Bible. It will still be in millions of Bibles. You cannot live under the curse of God and expect to make profits. It's not going to happen. When another human being places a curse on you, it is to destroy you. Not to talk of the of the curse of God. Whereas the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. Honor him. It's for your own profit. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, he said, I honor. Those who honor me, I will honor. I've told you, the summary of the teaching of Jesus Christ is nothing goes for nothing. You honor me, I will honor you. You love me, I will love you. You draw near me, I will draw near you. You obey me, I will be your friend. <laughs> so when he said in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, Proverbs 3, verse 9 to 10, when he said, Honor the Lord with your first fruit. He didn't stop there. He said, if you do that, I will make sure you have so much blessing you won't be able to contain it. He said it. You know, one of the prophecies for individuals this year is that a chosen few, a chosen few, will receive such a blessing from God, they won't even know how to handle it. Chosen few. How many of you will be among the chosen few? Uh-huh. So shall it be in Jesus' name. But you know what to do. Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. He said, give and you shall be given. You don't give. Nobody is going to give you. God will see to it. Second Corinthians 9 verse 6. That my son mentioned earlier on. 2 Corinthians 9 6. You sow sparingly, you reap sparingly, you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. We all know it. We've had it again and again. The trouble is that we are applying it. Are we? I told you before, years ago, when the biggest Naira note was 100. I was in a meeting, and God said to me, Son, what kind of pastor do you want to be? I said, Lord, because I'm a mathematician, I don't answer a question until I understand it. I don't understand that question. So, what kind of pastor would you like to be? Would you like to be the richest? Would you like to be the best? Would you like to be the greatest? Richest or poorest, best or worst, greatest or least. There's no choice in that. 
Riches or poorest? If God asks you to choose, which one will you choose? Best or worst, which one will you choose? Greatest or least, which one will you choose? So I chose like you. And he kept quiet. And after some time, there was another meeting. He said, it was offering time. He said, son, how about giving the largest denomination in your pocket? <laughs> I almost said, get thee behind me, Satan. Because 100 naira note in those days. <laughs> At that time, the naira was more powerful than the dollar. So you understand. But I said, yes, Lord. Not too long after that, I was at another meeting. He asked the same question. What kind of pastor? Now I know the, the question. I gave the answer. He said, how about we doubling what we have started to give? I said, yes, Lord. Even though the yes, Lord wasn't very loud. Not long after that, he said, how, how about us tripling it? And all of a sudden, he opened the floodgates. And people would just come and just look at me and say, we want to give you something. Thank you very much. A woman came in October and said, I feel like giving you something. I said, what for? He said, for Christmas. Ah, it, this is still October. And, well, I just want to give you. You give you shall be given. God will see to it. The reason why many of us are dying financially is because we are too stingy. The Bible is given to make you profit. Galatians 6 verse 7. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, God be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. It's there. We've been reading it all these years. Only that we will begin to apply it from tonight. And there will be no more losses. I didn't hear your amen. What you sow. That's what you reap. You sow money, you will reap money. I can guarantee you that. I have told you the story before. When, when we started the Holy Ghost service on this camp, I was the only one laying hands on everybody because we were few. Then we began to increase in number. And I decided to apply the wisdom of God. So I chose seven elders to begin to join me in ministry. And I gave each one of them a tie that I had won when ministering. I told them, this tie is soaked in anointing. You wear it as you minister to the people, and the same anointing will continue to work. And lo and behold, they began to minister. <laughs> and in those days, before... Uh, I understood how to control the flow. 
when we lay hands on people, they all fell on the ground. Can you imagine all of you falling on the ground? Where are we going to keep you? And all of a sudden, I discovered that whenever people traveled, whether to London, to America, even to South Africa, when they are returning, they brought me ties. So after some time, I said to God, ah, can't these people find anything else? And God said to me, you sow ties, you are reaping ties. Oh, I said, good. So I look for pastors who have the same shoe size like myself. And I give them shoes. <laughs> I waited one month, no shoe. Two months, no shoe. Three months, no shoe. I said, God, where are my shoes? <laughs> Thank God is my friend. How many friends of God are here? This year is going to be glorious for you. Daddy, where are my shoes? He says, son, how soon you have a harvest is determined by the quality of the seed you sow. When you plant maize, you reap it in three months. If you plant cocoa, you have to wait at least three years. Shoes are more expensive than ties. You have to wait. And then shoes began to arrive. Black shoes, white shoes, red shoes. Whatever you sow, that's what you are going to reap. It is the word of God. Winsos. And your prayers will be answered. Why? John 15 verse 16. John 15 verse 16 says clearly, you've not chosen me, I've chosen you, that you will go and bear fruits and make sure your fruits abide. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name shall be done. You know what that one means? Work for God and God will work for you. Simple. Walk for God and God will walk for you. Be addicted to soul winning. You will have testimonies that will baffle the world. I just share one testimony with you and then we'll close. At least I'll move out of your way. I got my PhD at the University of Lagos way back in 1974. At that time, <laughs> all universities were universities. I mean, there is no, no Kabu Kabu University there. And I'm telling you, University of Lagos is a great university. I'm sure those of you from that university can agree with me. Very great university. I wrote my thesis 
Thank you, Father. I want to say amen to this one. <laughs> and lastly, there's somebody here tonight. He said, throughout this year, all lights are green. Everything is just go, go, go. All lights green. I think it is my turn now. Because the Almighty God said, there's someone here tonight. He said, this year, your sun shall shine very, very, very bright. Oh, amen and amen. This one is difficult to believe, but if he says it, he will do it. And I know he's talking to me anyway. He said, there's someone here tonight, he said, before the end of the year, I will double your fortune. <laughs> so I wrote my thesis. <laughs> And submitted. And uh, soon I submitted, I went to Elisha with my father and the Lord to hold a crusade. Crusade in Elisha, crusade in Ifewara. We were, we were busy going from one place to the other, holding crusades. Unknown to me, my head of department has taken my thesis to my external examiner external examiner is somebody from another university who is a specialist in the field where you are who will go through your thesis and determine uh, whether it's okay or not and usually it takes his own time <laughs> you give him the thesis and you go away and then he will write. If he likes, he can write six months, one year later. You can't hurry him. He's a specialist. <laughs> Within three days of getting my thesis, he has finished reading. And he told my professor, and in case you want to know who was my professor, it was the late Professor Chikeobi. It's not an ordinary professor. It's a professor known throughout the whole world. Very, very tough, very strict. Highly intelligent. This man told Professor Chikobi, said, go and give this boy his degree. Uh, professor Obi said, what about the oral exam? He said, there's no oral. Ah. Uh -uh. That's not done. There must be an aura. Before anybody can get a PhD, he must have an aura. Spat and pass through of the whole process. This man said, I say I have no questions to ask this man. Go and give him his degree. Professor Chikilbi came back. Took the matter to the dean. 
from the dean to the VC, they all said the same thing. There must be an order. Sit this boy down. If you like, just ask him two questions. What's your name? Are you the one who wrote this? Uh-huh. And then after that one, you can say, give him his... But there must be an order. The man said, who is a specialist in this field? They say, you are. He said, I say, I have no questions for this boy. Go and give him his degree. Stand on your feet. Lift your voice to the Almighty God and say, Father... I will mind your business. Please mind my own business. Open your mouth and talk to the Almighty God. I will mind your business from now on. Anytime they talk about your business, Lord, I will mind your business. Please mind my own business. I will do your will. Anything you say, anything that is in your word, I will do it. I will win souls. I will go out on evangelism. I will do follow-up. I will mind your business. I will build for you. Please mind my own business. Mind my own business. Mind my own business. Almighty God, I promise you, I will mind your own business. Please mind my own business so that my profit may appear to all. Almighty God, give me the grace to mind your business. Why you mind my business? I will mind your business. From now on, Lord God Almighty, now that I know the secret, I will mind your business so you can mind my business. That way, there will never be losses for me again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Finally, place your times in His hand. Psalm 31, verse 15. Psalm 31, verse 15. David said, My times are in your hands. Just hand over everything to him. Hand over everything to him. He knows what to do. He knows how you can profit. Like in the case of Peter, he knows where the fish are. Laboring without him is fruitless efforts. You'll just be suffering losses if you don't cooperate. Leave everything to him. 
place your times in his hand. And so, if you are here and you have not even surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, that's the first thing you should do. Surrender your life to him. Let him take it from there. And let's begin to see what will follow. So if you are here and you have not yet given your life to Jesus and you want to do so, come quickly. So begin to come. I sings, from now I will serve you. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I surrender my life to you completely. Forgive all my sins and just take over, take over, take over completely. Talk to the Almighty God. And the rest of us, please stretch your hands towards these people and intercede for them. Pray that God will save their souls. That the one who saved your soul will save their own souls also. Please pray for them. Pray for them. Intercede for every one of them. That the Almighty Savior will save the soul of every one of them. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to the Almighty God. Lord, have mercy on me. Save my soul. Forgive all my sins. I'm surrendering my life to you today. Complete surrender. Just take over my life. And I will serve you for the rest of my life. Just forgive my sins. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Step into my life. And just take over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Savior, we bless your name. We thank you for your word. We thank you especially for these people who have come forward to surrender their life to you. Please remember your promise that whosoever will come unto you, you will know wise cast out. They have come now. Please receive them in Jesus' name. Have mercy on them in Jesus' name. Let your blood wash away their sins in Jesus' name. Save their souls. Write their names in the book of life. And please, Lord, from now on, anytime they call on you, answer them by fire. Don't let them ever backslide. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, those of you who are in front, I congratulate you. Beginning from now, by the grace of God, I'll be praying for you. And so I'm going to need your names, your address, and your prayer request. Now, why don't we talk to God on our own? And just say, Father, take over. Take over my life. Take over my business. Take over my marriage. Take over my everything. 
I don't want to suffer any loss anymore. Just take over from now on. Give me the grace to surrender all to you, to do only those things that are pleasing unto you. Father, just step in today and take over so that I will never again suffer a loss. Go ahead, let's talk to God for a few minutes while the counselors are attending to these people. Thank you, counselors. God bless you. We're going to pray one more prayer. And it's a prayer that is in the form of a seed. What you sow, you will reap. So you please stand on your feet. Join hands together. And this time you pray for your neighbor. And say, Father, this is your child I'm holding. Don't let him ever suffer a loss again. Go ahead, pray for your neighbor. This child of yours, don't let him ever suffer a loss again. Never again. Don't let him, don't let her ever suffer a loss again. Physical, material, spiritual, marital, career-wise. No more losses, Father. No more losses. Thank you, Father. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. I join my faith with yours. And I say in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you will never suffer a loss again. In every facet of your life, you will never suffer a loss again. I declare it loud and clear so that heaven can hear me, even hell can hear. In the lives of every one of you, no more losses. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you, my Father, my God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Almighty. Online testimonies. These testimonies from the United States of America, from Brother Kenny. He said, I praise God. Some people in my MBA program took my job because they wanted me to go and take an examination and hand a certain score. I have taken the examination two times and they were supposed to waive it 
but they said they were not going to allow that to happen. One of them even told me to go and find a job in the kitchen that I could not pass the exam. I joined the last Holy Ghost Congress online every day, and Baba prayed on our combs. I used the comb and went for the exam. The Lord gave me the exact score they wanted and put all haters to permanent shame. Let somebody shout a big hallelujah for me. The second testimony is from the United Kingdom. Said, I want to thank the Almighty God for the salvation of my soul and for His mercies in my life. Over the last 10 to 11 years, I've been struggling with my health, such as ulcer, bladder issues, and acute pain within my going. I have lost all hope. I've been to different doctors, but they told me I will have to live on drugs for the rest of my life. During the Holy Ghost Congress 2015, which was about healing, I prayed prayers from the bottom of my heart, believing God that I will be healed. I was shocked. The following morning, I woke up and all these pains disappeared completely and I'm fully, fully old. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My name is Shola Adetungi. My testimony happened December 14. When after the program, December program, I went back home and I started work on that 14. And there was a girl working with me at my shop. She's learning tailoring. And she was asking me to take her to the Congress program. And when I go back home on Friday to go and pick her, because I promised her that I will come back on Friday to come and pick her to the program. By the time I got home, I called the mother to release the girl because she had not got to the shop before I got home that morning. And the mother said she cannot follow me to the camp, that she's busy doing something for her at home. I left, the, I left Lagos, I come to the camp. So by the time I got home on 14 to resume work on that Monday, the girl came to the shop and we are working together. Few minutes later, he said, Mommy, I want to go to the toilet. And normally I would tell her to go. So when I tell her to go, when she was going, I look at her. I said, Come back here. What happened to you? You are sweating. You are not feeling fine. He said, Mommy, nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. But I told her, The way I saw you, you are not feeling fine. I said, Sit down. He said, But Mommy, allow me to go to the toilet. I said, You cannot get to the toilet before you fall down. I quickly called the mother. I said, why you allow this girl to come when you know she's not feeling fine? They said nothing wrong with her. But to cut the story short, this guy, as we are dragging it, he died immediately. And we people rushing to the shop shouting. But something come to my heart. I remember the anointing oil that was blessed in this camp three or four years ago. That daddy said we should put it on the month, uh, cupboard. I run to the shop, I pick that anointing. By the time I drop that anointing upon her hair, this girl come back alive. And she's alive today. 
and is his plan to come back work on Monday. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. Today I am a living testimony. I can beat my chest and say it anywhere that Jesus is real. I often hear of testimonies and I doubt most of them. But it happened that I had a mysterious sickness. The sickness made it such that I went into coma. When I came back from coma, I was bringing out blood. I vomit blood. When I urinate, I urinate blood. When I want to pass out faces, I pass out blood. To the extent that as slim as I am now, I became almost three times as fat as as my size, three times as this size. What actually happened after several things, I became so swollen. And the doctors, they said the only thing, what happened is that you have a bleeding ulcer and your kidneys are dead. So they said the only thing is I will do dialysis and dialysis and dialysis. To, maybe the kidney will be revived. After a series of six dialysis, they said your kidney is hopeless. Because I couldn't urinate for about three weeks. Thereafter, they said the only option for you now is to go for a kidney transplant. Fortunately, my wife rejected it as the doctor was saying it. We have groups of kidney specialists that came to uh, look at my case and said the kidney was hopeless. But I thank the name of the Lord because they said it on Friday. But right on Sunday, I had the word of God from a man of God. He says, they are just saying, they are that same Friday, that I only have two weeks to spend on the hospital bed. And lo and behold, the Sunday after that Thursday, my pastor, Lagos Province 36, Ikeja 1 now, formerly Ikeja 5, said they should go and give me Holy Communion on my sick bed. And when they gave me the Holy Communion, Friday they said I will, I will, I will have to do kidney transplant on Monday I was discharged because the urine, the first urine I'll pass out came out with several maggots and thereafter my urine busted the plastic. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! My name is Pastor John Akpala. I give God time for the salvation of my soul and I thank him for all his goodness in my life. We've been believing God for the fruit of the womb for the past 15 years. During the last Holy Ghost Congress, the floodgates of heaven, on the Friday of it, the Lord gave us two children, a boy and a girl. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! First of all, I will thank God for the salvation of my soul. Though I'm not... I'm not righteous in the God present, but His mercy and His compassion kept me alive. I want to thank God for that. I'm from Proverbs 21 in Magodo. It happens that when I was born, I don't know how it happens, but I know that my scrotum, my scrotum is not complete. But last week, I just used the mighty oil to rub my body. And secondly is that my scrotum was returned back alive. And secondly is that I suffer, I was suffering blood pressure. So, after uh, this thing, Holy Ghost Congress last year, 
I don't know how it happened. I didn't visit the hospital, but I was ill. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for the salvation of my soul. My name is Abimbala Folonsho. It happened, it started 2013 when I was diagnosed Kaposi Sakoma, which led me a series of tests in the hospital. Then eventually they asked me that I would go on but they, they drug, which and I wrote letter to Daddy Gio for my proficial area, Lagos Prophet 36 then. Then last year, February, during Daddy's birthday, I was invited. Then Daddy lays hand on me and Daddy pray for me. And children of God, behold, God healed me totally. Perfect. Everything is perfect. Even the, as, a, as a result of the drug, I have some, some sign in my body. But December, everything was perfect. I bless the Almighty God. Praise the Lord. My name is Mrs. Eniola Adwala. I want to give God the glory for my life. I started a PhD program year 2000. Between year 2000 and year 2010, I was taken to the psychiatric hospital three times. When I noticed that I was facing challenges in this program, I began to come to camp. I would lay my thesis at the altar and I would cry out to God. Every time I come to camp, I will come to the altar. I will touch the altar. I will put my thesis there. I will rub it against the altar. And I will cry unto God. And the first thing God did for me was to give me a husband. I was asking for a PhD, but he gave me a husband. After I got married, things changed. Things began to move in my PhD program. Until they called me for my defense in December last year. After the defense... When they called me in for the announcement, the chief examiner looked at me and said, a testimony about Daddy Gio, that somebody came to camp and said, Daddy Gio said, your level has changed. The chief examiner looked at me and prophesied to my life and said, your level has changed. I want to thank God because in that little corner, I met with the God of Daddy Gio. The God of Daddy Gio manifested and showed me that all my tears at this altar have not been in vain. I give all the glory to God. Oh, I'm amazed. Somebody was healed of, all, of cancer. Nobody shouted. It doesn't mean anything to us anymore. Somebody was taken to a psychiatric hospital three times. I'm sure you know what that means. And yes, she ended up getting a PhD. Somebody who's been waiting on the Lord for 15 years. God gave him a set of twins. I mean, brethren, what else do you want from the God of miracles? Let me hear somebody shout a really big hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Even if we are not thanking you enough, you know all things. Our hearts are saying thank you. Thank you for being our midst. Thank you for all these beautiful testimonies. Thank you because we know you are here with us. 
Father, please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. You who can take care of kidneys, you who can provide husbands, you who can cure insanity, you who can take care of cancer, you who can take care of barrenness, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. I commit your children to your hands, even as they go. First and foremost, bless their offering. Sanctify it. Use it for your glory. Don't let any one of us ever borrow again. And as your children are going, please go with them. Father, please don't forget our prayers. That before the end of this month, we will all be singing a new song. And in all our lives, my Lord and my Savior, let there be no more losses. Let our prophets now begin mightily in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. Glory be to your holy name. And I pray that in your kingdom, none of us will be missing. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Who got the biggest miracle of tonight? Let your hallelujah be the loudest now. <laughs>